Hello, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people who have overcome real challenges and are making our world better because of it. They have taken life's lemons and are making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. So tell me a couple of things about yourself. Um, I am a mom of two incredibly awesome sons, and they're flourishing in life. And it's so awesome to see that all the little things that I did when they were little are actually have paid off. I'm also a pharmacist and pursuing a um, counseling degree, master's in counseling, and I ride and race my bikes. What? I don't know how you have time for all of this. This is amazing. And you have time to talk to me today and tell me your story. So <laughs> you got to take me back and tell me why you're doing what you're doing or what is your lemon to lemonade story? I have had so many lemons. Yes. <laughs> I must make very sweet lemonade. One of my first lemons was being pushed off the track when I was running in high school, my last race in my high school career. Um, then I was like, well, I can either sulk or I can use it as a jumping, stepping stone. So I chose the latter and chose to run high or in college athletics and went from running basically by myself to running um, on the D1 level in college and getting to run against people I used to watch on television in the Olympics. So that was just a total honor and blessing. And let's see, another one was when my parents filed for bankruptcy and lost everything I knew as a um, child growing up on a farm. Losing the farm lifestyle was really hard because I grew up in just this most expansive valley and had all my animals, had so much room to just roam. And then that didn't exist anymore. Just put my energy. That was about the same time that I discovered cycling after I'd run in college and just kind of kept going from there and just used it as a stepping stone to go on the international level of cycling as much as I could. We had a really nice group of women racing and we all kind of pushed each other to doing more than just riding our bikes. We all were like, you know, we don't make any money doing this. So we might want to have a career. So that's when I went back and got my pharmacy degree so that I'd always have something to fall back on and being married at the time. It was a way to contribute for all the racing expenses. That's how I got became a pharmacist. You know, one thing about women's athletics that's it's all when I started, we didn't get to do much. Um, we were kind of like the little pioneers when AWD or when they changed to Title IX so that women could have more sports in college. It was always like we were always pushing the envelope so that women could compete more in more events. We always had these barriers. And then my age group, we're still all very competitive, very dedicated to our sports. Um, just kept pushing, bumping the envelopes of what we could and couldn't do. And it's, that's really kind of, you know, that was a lemon because there were these people that didn't understand oppressing us in a way. 
but we just kept trying and pushing. And now to watch women flourish and all the things that I started when I was young is just really cool um, to see how far they've come and how many more women are doing it. And just going to a high school cross country meet where my sons um, ran and seeing so many women run at a very competitive level, which just, you know, that, that was a huge glass of lemonade. It's exciting to see the changes, right? When we, when we had things, when we were younger, that didn't really even exist or weren't, weren't the social norm. And now we can see the changes. It's so exciting and so great for our kids to be able to have these new experiences that some of us didn't get to do when we were younger. Yeah, that's, um, I, I totally agree. And I just thought of another little incident when, when I had my first son at that point, everybody's like, well, you're going to quit racing, aren't you? I'm like, why am I going to quit racing? And I'm like, no, I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So we figured it out. And I did a lot of my training for the first couple of years of his life, pulling him in a trailer. I just figured it was power training. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, mom, that was so scary. You go down that big hill and I'm in the back flying all over. <laughs> and it was just so scary. Uh, <laughs> But he ended up being a really great mountain bike racer when he was doing it. And now it's kind of commonplace to see moms with kids, but it it wasn't, I was like the only one and people are like, why are you doing this? I'm like, well, it goes back to pushing the envelope because you don't know what you can do until you give it a go. You don't, when you're given life something awesome to do in life or even just the mundane, you don't really know what you can do unless you give it a try. And if you fail, you fail and you just figure out how you, you make some more lemonade. <laughs> That's right. And then we say fail, or was it a lesson, right? It was just another lesson we learned and that we, something we know that we can keep trying to keep doing again. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, I mean, I love reading about the pioneers and reading about William Shackleton was one of my I loved reading the book Endurance because the story of all that he had to go through and just all the compensations that they had to make along the route so that he ended up coming back with every one of his men. Nobody died. Just the resiliency and the perseverance to survive. I grabbed onto that a long time ago. I guess that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned is just to be resilient. When, when you're handed all these less than ideal situations, you just turn it around, reframe it and make it positive. Right. We say that, that it sounds so easy. You just turn it around and make it pleasant. Like, what do you do for that though? That is not as easy as you say it is. So what would advice would you give for someone who's struggling with turning around and making it pleasant? I just try to, you know, I'll go through my, Gur stage of like, like <laughs> gur stage. I like that gur stage. <laughs> so because I'm like gur. I just want to go. Just I could I used to be more like a bull in a china shop, as I've been told. But I really was like that doesn't accomplish anything. So I just kind of turn it into a gur stage and just keep it to myself. Sit back, take a bike ride, think of different options of what could have happened or what my new responses can be just to come up with some various scenarios and usually when i'm if i 
have negative thinking in there, a lot of times that's not factual. It just comes from my negative thoughts. Yeah. And then what helps is the more you do it, the easier it becomes because you're like, oh, well, I can draw from this. I can draw from that. We did a bike race in Africa called Cape Epic, which is the hardest, longest mountain bike race in the world, kind of like the Tour de France. And one day we started and I looked up and I'm like, oh, cool. The weather, we, weather forecast is wrong. It's going to be sunny today. I just know there's a rainbow right there. Well, about five miles in of a nine hour a day, it started raining and it rained and it rained. That was like a huge bowl of lemons. It's like, okay, what am I going to do with all these lemons? Well, lemons make really great chain degreaser so we can spray some degrees. In other words, I just kept going and going and going, just kept one foot in front of the other. And thankfully there were a lot of other people suffering with me that day. And the few positive words that they would throw out, I just grabbed onto those and kind of like what you do in life is you just grab onto the positive little things and hold on to those to propel you to the next next opportunity to learn something new. Oh, the next up. I love how it's not good and bad. You're not saying a good experience or a bad experience because it is what you think about it. And even with the rain, you could have thought this is so bad. This is terrible. It's a bad experience. But you said you guys were so positive and you're just looking for all those little nuggets of positivity in there and could have thought something else about it. But you chose to see the positive. I chose to see the positives and thankfully there were a lot of other people that chose to see the positives that were around me. Um, I saw people that didn't choose to see the positives and they were huddled on the side of the trail and I just felt so bad because they were going to be there for a while freezing. I was in a race the other day and I didn't prep very well and that's totally okay. I learned a lesson and it's awesome, but somebody had a sign it rained the entire day as well. But this time I was on the road and not in six inches of mud. So I was like really excited. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's turn this rainy day into something positive. There were 500 other people out there with me. So just kept going and I wasn't in the mud. So that was really nice. And it, towards the end, it got so um, There was so much rain that I was riding through rivers again. And I'm like, I've been in this position before. <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know, I finally got to the point, you know, I'm wet. I'm just going to enjoy it. And that's the way it is. Um, a guy, not that I say these words, but he had a big sign about midway through. And he's like, just embrace the suck. Just embrace the suck. And so all of us in that little group were like, wow, what a great sign. To just embrace where we're at, that it wasn't bad. We were here. We were able to ride our bikes. And we're just all enjoying each other's company. I mean, it was, even though it was kind of miserable rainy it was actually really a positive experience it's really hard not to think of it in a negative way because because our brain just wants to protect ourselves and go to that negative place but I think um when we're able to stay in the moment and just savor the exact moment we're in then we can see the goodness in it and I love how you're like hey I'm riding my bike with friends how cool is this you know and yes there are things that make it more ideal and less ideal but if you're not thinking about the past or thinking about the future and you're just in the moment enjoying it, then you're going to get through it and you're going to be positive. That was exactly what we did. It was as we were riding through the mist on top of these hills, 
I kept thinking, wow, this is really kind of cool. Walk, riding through all these clouds and just it's so misty and just kind of eerie. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what it looks like. And I'm going to have to go back. What it'll look like when it's bright and sunny. Because what a different experience. I only know that area with misty, rainy. But how beautiful it would be to see it with bright sunshine, bright, sunny, shiny days. Yeah. Oh, here's a lemonade, a lemon. I had both of my kids at home. I chose to do home births. I kind of know, knew my body pretty well. And I worked, I worked in a hospital where there were NICUs, so I, I was familiar. But my second son came early, and we had to take him to the hospital. And so many of the people around him were just like, oh, they were just fearful. And I'm just like, no, we're not going to be fearful. We're going to know that this little kid pulls it out. I mean, for the first couple of weeks, he was my patient. So I just analyze and think about, you know, what would, you know, what do we do with hospital kids? So I just monitored. And there were a few times that one time he, almost, he had a, almost a failure to thrive. And when, when they give him that diagnosis, they quit doing all the heroic measures. So I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. So I just went back and was like, okay, they've had him on too many pain meds. So he's, his heart, they've got him over medicated. So we have to start pulling off the pain meds. I've convinced one of the residents to pull off some of the pain meds so that then it took the stress off of his heart having to work to overcome the oxygen deprivation from being on some of the pain meds. So once we got him to do that, we had just one little scare with his blood sugar dropping. And then within a week, he was totally fine. We had him out. We had him at home. And now he runs. Now he runs collegiately. He's an incredibly bright, bright kid. Um, he wants to be a brain surgeon. He's wanted to be a brain surgeon since he was seven years old. And he's well on his way to being there. Wow. Incredible incredible resilience we have and your inspiration too. I love that mom intuition even, you know, and how you're able to save your own child just by stepping back, not getting all caught up in the situation and getting emotional about it and being able to review it, kind of step back and see what was best for your son. That's a miracle. He's definitely my little miracle baby. <laughs> well, I was working on the, my book that's coming out soon navigating the race within because of what I do sometimes it intimidates people but it's been my life for so long that it's normal for me you got to start somewhere so start with where you're at keep making little positives and little changes from there and they just build on each other they become like an avalanche I mean if you've ever watched an out I've watched avalanches in Colorado um they just start so small but then a whole mountainside comes down to snow. So it's just kind of like you're doing that for your own life. Just start small and then eventually everything will avalanche down. I just thought of a friend. She started stand-up paddleboarding a few years ago and was overweight and didn't have a whole lot of confidence, but she just stuck with it and found out that that was her tribe. Now she is an integral part. She races on her stand-up paddleboard and she just transformed her life. I mean, it's just the total, like, she just kept taking one stroke at a time and eventually the avalanche caught up with her and she's got a totally different life, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. 
keep showing up and keep taking the steps just a little. And we think that we have to, I, I heard something recently about the first time you do anything, it's just going to be lame or suck or not be perfect. You know, it's just going to, it's your first time, you know, but do it anyway, just right. do it. So with anything, if it's your first time, nobody expects you to be perfect at anything. So just do it. Take that little step. And, and enjoy the process. Enjoy yes. and enjoy the moments of the journey. I sat down with a, an Olympian that I've known forever. And he's like, you know, I don't even know where my bronze medal is. The, the important thing is the journey that it was to get to that point to earn the bronze medal. It's the journey that matters. Yeah. And he's been through a ton. He's had a ton of lemons too. So just to hear that coming from him and knowing the lemons that he's had also in life is that's the perspective he can have all these years later of just enjoying the process. Yeah. I, I'm like that. I'm so glad you brought this up because I'm like that with lifting weights. You know, I've been doing it for like eight months now. It's like, I should be better, stronger, you know, more tone. As soon as you stop giving yourself that like timeline that you have to be a certain way by a certain time, that's not realistic. And you just go and just lift the weights and enjoy it every day. And then you'll be able to look back someday and be like, oh, I have improved. I am better than I was and I am stronger, but you can't beat yourself up because you're not at this level after just doing it for a few months. Comparison's always your worst enemy. Right. It is. When I was racing pro, used to be so hard on myself. And now I'm like, why was I so hard on myself? We were all we were all on the same boat, just trying to buy for a few positions. And it's kind of cool in the cycling community. Now there's a lot of us have older kids and kids going through stuff and we can all support each other. It's really nice to see the maturation process and see how we've all enjoyed our journeys. Yeah. It's good to be competitive and it's good to improve yourself, but enjoy where you're at too. Right. And that's the one thing I do love about competition. It gives you an avenue to keep the competition out on that playing field and not to take it into the rest of life. Yeah, good point. Good point. We tend to just use that experience for the competing part and not our everyday experiences and everything about our lives competing. We don't have to do that. No, and that's, that's the big thing about social media. I mean, you yeah. only present the positives. You know, I didn't post a bunch of pictures about how rainy it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who wants to see that? Yeah. But um, you know, it was still a phenomenal life-changing experience when you make memories. You make memories out of the lemons that I was given that day. And now you have a story to tell to inspire the rest of us. So. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> and you're writing a book. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, the book is about um kind of my life from when I was diagnosed, I had anorexia when I was in high school and recovered. And my grandfather, who was very integral support system in my life, died of cancer all at about the same time within a year. And sitting out, looking out my bedroom window, going, okay, I'm going to live a life that I can write about later, where I live a healthy lifestyle and pursue fitness and just to continue to always seek health healthy and everything in my mind and my body and my spirit 
And now let's let the books know. Perfect. I love that. That is so great. What a great example. If I can inspire a few people to move into a more positive direction, how wonderful that would be. Yes. Yes. I think that's important. And it's sharing our stories that can hopefully motivate and inspire other people. And your attitude about life and lemons is very inspiring. And so I'm so grateful that you shared that today. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I When I saw that, I'm like, oh, that is so cool. I love. And then when I'm looking at your backdrop, all the little lemons, it's just like, oh, they're really beautiful. Because there's so many positive things that come from a lemon. Right. They have so many uses. But when so we first uses. get it, we're like, ew, it's this sour, hard thing. I don't want this. But wow, what you can do when you crack it open. Yeah, that I just, yeah, they're just. Anytime I see one in a store, it's like, oh, wow, those are really cool. We can take our life's lemons and we can learn how to make them even better. Yep. And that's exactly it. We only have one life to live. And just live it. I love your idea of being able to write a book someday about your life. And what if we all lived our life with that kind of thought in the back of our minds? Someday I'm going to write a book about this and just live it to the fullest. I lost a dear friend from breast cancer and a mentor she had was every day, maybe your last, live your life to the fullest every day. Exactly. Great. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. I'm proud of you. You told amazing little stories. Those were great. I don't usually have people tell little separate stories. So that was a really fun difference. And I really like that. So thank you. I just, as we were talking, different things came up and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I have to learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and people usually say, oh, I have lots of lemons to lemonade, you know, and they'll just share kind of one main one, but I like how you're just like, no, I have lots and I'll share a few different ones. And it was perfect. So I'm glad you did that. Good. Thank you. Hopefully, Thank you. hopefully it blesses other people. So yeah, I appreciate I'll, it. I'll latch on to you and follow you, follow your journey. Thank you. You are awesome. Yeah. Stay up with the weightlifting. You're like, I'm like, man, I, got, I forgot to do weights. I know. <laughs> yeah, I have absolutely loved it. It's been one of those things, but I'm almost embarrassed to tell people I lift weights because I don't look like I lift weights. The, big, the bigger point is you're doing it for your health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that you can see and feel a difference, right? Right from the start. It's worth it. If anything, even if I don't look like it, my body knows I'm doing it. So it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>